I've always felt that people who make things are just better than people who don't. This world gives us so much, and it just seems wrong to not take that and make something with it. And making art seems to be a higher level of existence. Art has a way of communicating and connecting us in a more profound way than just normal social interaction. And I believe anybody can do it. I don't think it has to come from some inherent talent. More than technique, it just requires the ability to get lost in the process. And the process merely requires the ability to change a perspective, to be able to look at the same things from another angle, and the courage to tell the truth. In this episode, I'm going to give you my two cents on the importance of making artistic things, and my experiences and opinions on how to do it. So strap in, buckle up, and enjoy. Hi, my name is Matt. I believe all art is just opinions and decisions based on instincts. The opinions and instincts of the artist who is creating, as well as the opinions and instincts of those experiencing it. There is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. It's just truth versus lies. Real versus jive. It doesn't matter what the thing is. A piece of music, a film, a painting, a story, a sculpture, a piece of furniture, or even a plate of food. It's just another level of expressing and connecting. This is why I fundamentally don't believe in awards for the arts, like the Oscars, Grammys, Emmys, etc. Don't get me wrong. I think it's normal human nature to enjoy these accolades, but they mean nothing. Sports awards make sense to me, because there are things that could be measured, like distance, speed, height, points, etc. But art can't be measured. For example, say there's a song that really moves me. It speaks to me. And I can connect with an emotional familiarity that it holds for me. But to someone else, it could be nothing. It might as well be in a foreign language. But to me, I understand it in a way that is personal to me. And even then, the meaning of the song to me could be totally different than what the songwriter intended. As they say, 
Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I guess my point is to constantly be beholding. Then pick something up and make something using the ideas that come from that sensation. Whether it's a guitar, paintbrush, pen, frying pan, camera, hammer, or anything. Any tools will do. Or no tools at all. Shaping something from bare hands. Or any body part, really. I mostly drum. So my preferred tools of expression are two sticks. One in each hand that act as divining rods or conduits of expression. With just two sticks and objects to hit, I have the potential to create or recreate sympathetic expression. I can be me. I can tell my story. It doesn't even matter if anyone is listening. It's the act itself that's important. The act itself. And if the creative juices aren't flowing, I've learned that just putting in the time can pay off dividends when those moments of inspiration finally do arrive. For instance, I pray constantly. I'm not saying there's a God. I'm not even saying that even if there was, it would be hearing my prayers. That doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that I'm consistent and I do it. It's the act of constantly erasing the chalkboard in my mind and putting the antenna in my mind as high as it will go. So if there is something out there, I've set the stage for my mind to be guided. And then my mind can guide my body's actions with a purer intent. This is just an example of my method. I'm not suggesting you do the same. Like I said earlier, there is no good or bad. Only useful and not useful. And I find this useful to me. Even if it's based on mumbo jumbo. It's my mumbo jumbo. It's my way of believing in magic. In unseen forces. It makes me feel like I'm casting spells. Hell, music itself is an unseen force. It's just an interesting way of creatively moving air molecules around. You can't touch, taste, or smell it. Yet, it has shown to have the ability to inspire and change the world. It reminds me of what a singer I was working with said to me years ago about our job. She said, Music is not the job. The job is connecting. Music is just the vehicle we use to get there. So where should we start? I don't think it really matters. As Picasso said, every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once we grow up. When I was a child making art, my goal was amusement. As in, what happens when I do this? And as a child, I was so relaxed and hyper-focused that the rest of the world would just disappear in the mist, leaving just me and the art I was making. It's like I was playing a game with myself, without a feeling that I'm being watched or judged. 
I could be fearless and try things. I hid myself inside the process in order to later reveal myself in the art. For example, when I was very young, I was very afraid of loud booming noises. I would hide under the blankets during a thunderstorm or under my mother's arm during a fireworks display. Yet later in life, when I discovered how to make booming noises on the drums, it became exciting and intoxicating. As long as I was the creator of the boom, I couldn't get enough. I hunted down different ways to make boom noises and discovered strategies of where to place them within a melody. I became relaxed. And I believe all art is executed better when relaxed. Even things that sound or look tense. The philosopher Nietzsche said, I am not a human being. I am dynamite. When I'm creating art, I feel that. Creating art should bring a sense of freedom. Kafka said, you are free, and that is why you are lost. But getting lost is part of the process. Don't be afraid of being lost. Explore. In the creative process, I often find my destination on the path that I took to avoid it. It's so valuable to explore, searching for inspiration. For example, I think everyone should see the world. But even if you can't, explore your own backyard in a way you never have. As I said earlier, making art requires looking at things from a new angle. All this will add new colors, shapes, phrases, melodies, rhythms to your palette that can be drawn on when creating. Don't wait for inspiration. I repeat, don't wait for inspiration. It can be as elusive as a siren's call drawing your vessel against the jagged rocks while in search of glory. It's about the work. If you work hard at your art, you won't have time to be inspired. Out of the work comes the work. And the more things you create, the better ideas you will have. Michelangelo said, a man paints with his brains not with his hands. The whole goal of this process is to lose yourself in order to find yourself, to hide in it in order to reveal with it, and stay loose with it. Don't try to control it. Not yet. You're only setting the stage for happy accidents to occur. And as Michael Jackson's producer Quincy Jones once said to him, You've got to leave space for God to walk through the room. The less control exerted, the more happy accidents are allowed to happen. And sometimes, divine inspiration does occur. A feeling of warmth and assuredness that can pop up out of the depths and guide you. And when these gifts occur, it's important to be grateful for them. 
say thank you in every way you know how. It's very important. Gratitude is the heart's memory and is the parent of all other virtues. If inspiration is an unseen force or call, then gratitude is your version of a response. Ironically, a lot of the creative inspiration I desire seems to come to me when I'm driving and nowhere near my music or art. You just never know. If I knew of a magical way to summon this through a tried and true routine, I'd do it the same way every time. But I've not found that tried and true routine. The best way seems to be just the process of doing it while trying to look out for those happy accidents. The painter Francis Bacon said, all painting is an accident, but it's also not an accident because one must select what part of the accident to preserve. And there are no failures. We must own failures. This is where we learn. We only truly fail when we blame someone else. I heard a story about an art sculpture professor who did an experiment with his class. He divided the class in half, and he told one half of the class that they'd be graded on the quality of their art. So at the end of the semester, they were to submit one piece, their best piece, to be graded on. The other half of the class was to be graded on quantity, meaning the more art they made, the better their grade would be. The quality of their art didn't matter. The more they made, the better their grade. What happened was the first half of the class that was graded on quality of that one piece, they belabored torturously trying to make something great, while the second half of the class that was graded on the quantity of their pieces were carefree, without the pressure of trying to be great. They were like children playing with no pressure or quality. But at the end of the semester, the professor reported that the half of the class that was graded on quantity was the half that also had the best quality. The point being that the process is where the magic happens. I found that sometimes too much polishing and editing weakens rather than improves the work of art. Creating is a time to truly be yourself. Draw from every part. Even the fiction you might write comes from somewhere true. It's not about technique. Technique can be important. It can broaden your artistic vocabulary and allow you to express with greater ease. But it's only a means to an end. It can be helpful when solving problems and making things is solving little problems. But if the solution to the problems isn't beautiful, it's wrong. Beauty is the most important. I often think about the world's greatest composers and musicians, and I try to think about what they have in common that makes them great. 
What does Beethoven Miles Davis Johnny Cash At my door the leaves are falling Chuck Berry Howlin' Wolf Loretta Lynn Bob Marley What do they have in common? Because musically and stylistically, they seem very different. The best I could come up with was beauty and sadness. All of their music seemed to contain a healthy dose of both. Things that every human being could relate and grab hold of to make a strong connection with it. This type of level of artist were able to be everybody and everything and to provide what life hadn't already provided using the tools that it did inspiring us all to be better. As Mark Twain said, the really great make you feel you too can become great. As a child, I loved watching Fred Astaire dance, as well as watching Bruce Lee fight. The thing about those guys was that not only were they amazing at doing things that are incredibly difficult, but that they made it look so easy that it made me feel like I too could do it. But of course, I could not. That level of physical artistry is so advanced that their craft became part of their every movement. Their art became one with their bodies. It has been said that to master, to be considered elite and truly experienced with a certain craft, you must practice it for 10,000 hours. I don't know if that's true, but I do know that if you don't first love it, if you aren't naturally drawn to it and have a genuine interest and love for it, that that 10,000 hours will feel twice as long. I often work with a producer that likes to say, if it ain't fun, it ain't shit. I mean, think about it. The act of creating music with an instrument is called playing. That's no accident. So with my drumming, for example, I had to first love it with all my senses in order to even be willing to spend 10,000 hours with it. And in that time, I'd be making progress only to hit a wall and be discouraged. My impatience would at times make me so frustrated, I would throw my sticks and curse at my body for not cooperating. At times, my hands would be blistered and bloody, my back aching from hunching over my instrument, and my head would be pounding from all the notes bouncing around my skull. I would quit, then walk away sometimes throw my instrument across the room. 
only to return again once my body and my ego had healed. And over time, my body changed. My wrists became quick. My hands became calloused. My breathing became relaxed. And my brain was able to focus. The time I'd spent with my instrument changed my body, mind, and soul. And eventually, I was able to communicate musically on my instrument what I was unable to articulate verbally. As I've said before, music is what feelings sound like. And I believe that's the purpose of all art, to communicate feelings. Paintings, drawings, and sculptures are what feelings look like. As fine cuisine is what feelings taste and smell like. And the beauty of it is that anyone experiencing art can have their own experience and interpretation of it. Creating is, in a sense, recreating memories of sensations. Sensations that can be very different from the creator to the one experiencing the creation. And when creating, one can go deeper and deeper. As Miles Davis said, there's always a melody within a melody. You can just keep going on and on. And it's important to enjoy this process. 10,000 hours is a long time. So remember that to travel is hopefully better than to arrive. And eventually, the artist and the art become one. The art being reflected in everything the artist does. To me, that is mastery. It reminds me of a guitar player friend of mine whose hero was the great guitarist John McLaughlin. When my friend finally got to meet his hero, he asked him, what should I do to be a better guitarist? John looked at him and said, be a better person. I love that answer so much because it's a reminder to constantly feed our spirit. It's like a vessel that needs to be filled all the time through our experiences and relationships. In my recovery, I'm fond of the saying, people, places, and things. These choices can determine our successes and failures. The people I associate with, the places I go, and the things I do. These all have an effect on our spirit. As the old Swiss philosopher Paracelsus said, the spirit is the master, imagination the tool, and the body the material. Years ago, in my early sobriety, I wrote a prayer that I used to try to set my internal compass. It goes, God, may my hands do your work. May my voice carry your words. 
and may my feet take me in the direction you want me to go. Now, I'm an atheist, which doesn't mean I believe there's no God. A-theist literally translates into without a God, meaning I do have faith in higher powers and unseen forces, and I'm constantly praying and asking for divine guidance and direction, as well as saying thank you for what I have been blessed with. I just believe it's the height of arrogance for man to claim to know what God's will is for others. So bottom line, I believe in God as long as I'm allowed to define what God is and means to me. I also believe we are all given the tools to create and express ourselves artistically at birth. We just need to practice expressing ourselves in abstract ways. To stay interested and to allow change. For example, you must love every season, not just spring. And to be open and brave enough to try things. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, in every work of genius, we recognize our own rejected thoughts. And don't listen to negative criticism. It's far too common these days for people to tear each other down. Critiquing others is easy, but no one ever made a statue of a critic. Do it for you. Recently, I've been making more visual art. It just makes me feel good to do. Who am I to question or deny inspiration when it's flowing? But a friend recently told me, I don't like your art. I just told her, that's okay. I didn't make it for you. And another friend said, your art looks like scribbles. I said, it is scribbles, but they're my scribbles. Ralph Waldo Emerson also said, it is a luxury to be understood. I personally feel that I understand less the older I get, yet I feel I'm becoming more authentic, even if it's more authentically confused. But none of that matters if I'm willing to put the time in. Thomas Jefferson said, I'm a great believer in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more I have of it. So bottom line, work. Another technique I like to use is I try to pull inspiration from other genres than the one I'm working. For instance, if I'm painting, I try to get ideas from a piece of furniture or a part of nature or a sound. Or if I'm making music, I try to get ideas from a sea creature, a movie, the weather. Whatever genre I'm working in, I pull from outside genres for ingredients. Genres that only borrow from themselves run it dry. As Picasso supposedly said, 
Good artists borrow, great artists steal. So take what you need and make it your own. Art is a lie that reveals the truth. Also, try to stay balanced in your life. An unbalanced life is wasteful, and it's a torment. Try to live calmly and peacefully so that your art can be free to be wild and maybe even chaotic. And enjoy breaking new ground and enjoy not knowing what you're doing. As the painter Degas said, painting is easy when you don't know how, but very difficult when you do. Art should create order out of chaos and chaos out of order. Practice trying to make things perfect, and then selectively destroy it. Enjoy the push and pull of construction and deconstruction. And then, finish it. Finish it. Finish it. That is the reward of a thing well done. And that is why my mantra is, What's next? And finally, I'm reminded of the quote by comedian Martin Mull, who said, writing about music is like dancing about architecture. My point being, is that all this has just been my opinions, with the convenient assistance of quotes from others. But it means nothing. Your art is your art. I just made this episode to try to encourage you to make it, simply because you can. And I believe it's good for you. I hesitated making this episode because I felt, who cares what I think? What do I know? but it's just my opinions on a topic I feel very passionate about, making cool shit. And I wanted my first few podcast episodes to reveal myself so you could get to know more of what I'm about. I mean, I was fucking arrogant enough to call my podcast, Hi, My Name Is Matt. If I was someone that stumbled across it, I'd probably think, who the fuck is Matt? And why do I care? So I wanted to answer and address those questions by talking about universal themes that everyone can relate to, so I can connect and hopefully help and inspire each other. I'll loosen it up and start having guests with people I think are cool and interesting soon. But until then, make cool shit with cool people, work hard help each other, and try not to be an asshole. Thanks for listening. Bye. My name is Matt.